Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode two of the Strong Dad Army podcast. Before we get going, I just want to let you know that today's episode is once again brought to you by the Inner Circle. Now, my Inner Circle is a membership group for guys and girls, not just for guys. You know, even though this is the Strong Dad Army podcast, the group is open to men and women, and it's probably pretty much predominantly taken up um, by women members. Um, so it's great to have a nice mix. So what is the Inner Circle? The Inner Circle is a membership group where each month every member gets brand new training programs for at home or the gym. Now, fingers crossed the gyms will, in the UK will be opening imminently or depending on where you're listening, I hope your gyms will be open soon if they're not already. Each uh, member also gets their own personalised calorie targets to help them achieve their goals so that they don't have to spend, you know, hours and hours online thinking, right, do I need to hit so many calories to help me gain muscle or to lose body fat or whatever? I'll take care of that for you. Brand new recipes in our private members-only Facebook group every week. Live Q&As with myself. Sometimes we do them in the Facebook group. Sometimes we do them by Zoom so we can have a face-to-face chat with each other. Now, we also, this month, we've been running a little fat loss challenge and the prize has been a nice big, or it will be, when the uh, when the challenge ends, the prize for the, uh, the best transformation will be a muscle food hamper. So we get some good prizes going every now and then as well. So you can get all of this all available on my own smartphone app, which is so frigging easy to use. It's untrue. You can get access to all of this for less than a pound a day or a quid a day, as we call it in the UK, less than a pound a day. So if you want to join us or you want a little bit more information, you can email me. My email address is info at coachdanogden.co.uk. That's info at coachdanogden.co.uk. Drop me an email. Let me know you're interested, you want a bit more information or you just want to join us and I'll send you all the information you need. So that's that out of the way. Today's guest is, um, let's say an online friend of mine. We've never met in person, but we are both um, CPPS coaches, which is the, uh, you may remember from season one with Joe DeFranco. It's the course that Joe DeFranco runs along with uh, Jim Smith. And the CPPS is a, an unreal course for strength coaches. It's not even just for coaches. There's a lot of guys and girls that do it just because they want to improve the training knowledge. Anyway, this guy is one of the, just one of those coaches. And this guy, I credit massively, um, and, you'll, and you'll find out why in the episode, but I credit him massively for um, basically getting me um, in with the WWE. So... He is also known over in the States as the basketball strength guy. So without further ado, here is this week's episode with the main man, Ben Anderson. Enjoy, guys. Okay, guys, welcome to the next episode of the Strong Dad Army podcast. Today, my guest is a coach just like myself. He lives over in the US, but I'll let him tell us more about his story, probably about how we sort of met, even though we've literally never met in person and, uh, and um, you know, wh- where we sort of get our connection from. But please welcome to the show, Ben Anderson. Ben, welcome on, mate. Hey, Dan, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good, good, good. So obviously people will probably notice straight away from that first sentence, you may live in the US, but you clearly haven't got an American accent. So, uh Oh, that's that's good to hear. That's good yeah. to hear. <laughs> so, no uh, offense to Americans, but I've lived here now since the end of '03, and yeah. uh, when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, okay, well, I haven't become too Americanized with the way I speak yet. 
So that's yeah. good. I get asked you know, where you're from, so that's good. Yeah, so obviously I, I do know, but, uh, but where is it you're actually originally from? Where, did you, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Okay, so I was born in New Zealand, in Hamilton, on the North Island. Um, and then when I was about three or so, my parents relocated to Melbourne uh, in Australia. And that's where I grew up. That's, uh, you know, my formative years. And then um, uh, I lived there till about 18, 18 and a half. And then uh, my family relocated again to America, and to a state called Utah, which is uh, on the western side of the United States, but not not California, but kind of close to it. So yeah. one of those states kind of, you know, in the middle off to the left. Cool. So that, that was one of the things I was going to ask you is like, when, when was it that you, you know, moved over to the US? Was it, so, so obviously you said when you were about 18, did you say, yeah? Yeah, 18, yeah. My yeah. I married a guy um, over here and then my parents, so I'm in a family of seven. So my sister moved over and then my parents were like, well, you know, we should uh, relocate to be close. And then um, I was at that age where I could have stayed or gone. And, and um, I've always grown up, you know, everything I loved was in America. So I was like very naive and like, yeah, let's go, you know. So I was one of the first ones to put my hand up and say, let's do it. And yeah. We moved to America and I was, yeah, just a little every teen. So that was cool. Yeah, cool. So, uh, for you know, for everyone listening, you're a, you're a, by trade and profession, you're a you're a strength coach. You know, fitness people will have a different term for it, but strength coach, right. fitness coach, whatever you want to call it. But you predominantly coach kids. Is that right? Yeah, and yeah. The majority is geared towards basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that's my niche. Yeah, if I was to call it that. So I currently run a program um, where it's kind of split with basketball skills training and then uh, strength and conditioning. And uh, so we do like a really good warm up, and we can talk about this again in a little bit. But we do like a really good athletic warm up where we do our YWTs and you know all, just the typical CPPS warm up, and then we go onto the court. We do skill training, um, have a lot of fun on there, and then we head over to the weight room. And because it's a three day program, um, I'm able to split it so. Monday, um, we'd be doing a full body workout. So we do, we kind of treat that like our, our athletic day. So we'll do like sprints, and, you know, jumping and proper mechanics. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, whatever full body and then upper body is on Wednesdays. And then Friday we hit leg day. So, uh, because I've got that variety with the kids, I'm able to kind of get that system in and get them used to a split, you know, a split training system, mm-hmm. you know, before they even realize it. So the youngest, Kids, I train uh, five years old, and it goes all the way up to uh, eighteen. Wow, so a lot of variety. Yeah, that must be must be completely different to change the. Excuse me, to to coach the five and six year olds up to eighteen. Yep, absolutely, it is. <laughs> so these kids that you train, are they just from the the local area, or are they sent to you through sort of school programs or any scholarship type deals and things like that? Uh, so yeah, it's pretty much local uh, right now. Um, I kind of haven't inherited the program like when I first went there it was just to be like their strength coach and they had another guy there doing basketball and then you know how it is with ownerships of gyms and programs and things like that and it's kind of now it's just me and um uh so it's basically local and then it's word of mouth so I've got some people traveling as far as an hour one way to get there so um so it's become a pretty good uh you know thing for the community and then one of the things I'm really proud of is I'm able to hire some uh, youth coaches. So there are some high school kids that come in that have really taken an interest in, in the strength and conditioning side. And, you know, they're kids that I've coached as well. And I've asked them, they're like, Hey, would you like to help coach some of these younger kids? So I've already kind of got apprentices, you know what I mean? And, and uh, they're, 
they're able to be molded and they're not coming in with any egos. And, and so it's, it's been a really, really cool thing. So not only are we helping these kids, but we're also um, developing leaders with these uh, youth coaches. So I'm really proud of that too. Cool. So, so relating to the, the, the whole basketball side of things, is that something you, you know, you, you actually wanted to get into or was it just the, that was just, do you know the place you picked up a job if you like they, they coach basketball kids how did that work or has the basketball been a big thing for you all your life or yeah it's both actually yeah so um so when I found this place I just kind of found it off of a word of mouth thing uh, again because it was like very little marketing but um I I kind of cold called them didn't get a response and I'm like you know I'm just going to go into the facility and then so I went into the facility and and the way it was set up it was like oh my goodness this is perfect because I grew up playing basketball right so I started when I was six years old um, I played at a pretty good level at juniors, you know, like I made my state team and we went to nationals and took second. And um, then uh, I played uh, a couple of years at professional level in New Zealand. So that was able to kind of come full circle and I was able to get that professional experience. And then, um, and then when my, my playing career was over um, and I'm full fledged trainer, coach, whatever you want to call us now. Um, and I found this place, I'm like, Oh, I could, like if I was to build my own gym, that's what it would look like. There's a court, there's a, a turf right next to it. And then at the end of the turf, there's like a weight room. And um, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was absolutely perfect, you know? So uh, when I went there, I was just the strength coach and then it kind of absorbed into, well, now it's just me. Um, and, and then I was able to kind of design the program the way I wanted it to. And um, uh, so because there is a basketball court, we do focus on the skills training and that's a big thing to kids because, I mean, how many seven or eight-year-olds want to just lift? Not many of yeah. them, right? But they do want to get stronger for their sport. So even though there's basketball is like a part of the, the program, um, I've got kids, especially in my age group that involve 10 and 11 and 12-year-olds, I've got a lot of kids that don't even play basketball. They just come in to have fun. And it's more of a social thing for them and it's just exercise and it's like their cardio. And then when it comes to the strength and conditioning side, they're really shine. So it's, um, so yeah, basketball is part of it, but it's not just for athletes. It's not just for kids who want to be in the NBA, you know? Cool. Cool. So, and just going off, uh, sort of segueing a little bit, having followed you for a while now, the, uh, are you saying about the setups, you've got the court, the turf at the side and then the gym is I've never seen anything like it, man. I've never seen anything like no. it. It's like, you know, what, what I'd expect to see, um, you know, at a pro level, you know, yeah. sports club, you know, but, you know, seeing such a big um, sort of indoor basketball court, like you're saying, then the turf at the side, it's kind of like the performance centre in the UK, which obviously we'll, we'll come on to in a bit. But um, so, yeah, so you're coaching all those kids um, and obviously being the Strong Dad Army podcast, um, you've got kids of your own, yeah, you're... Uh, Married, got a couple, two or three kids, is it? Uh, so, well, we have two. Um, we lost a son in 2010, so that was our first child. Um, and oh, sorry, then that through that, yeah, you know, sucks, right? Um, but through that, we were able to find out essentially that we needed to do IVF. You know, like we wouldn't, we weren't able to have children, you know, very easily. So, um, we'll we'll just say that our children were perfectly planned. <laughs> like we, there are no accidents with us. Um, and made them very expensive as well. But yeah, we've got a, a four-year-old named Kemp, um, and he's awesome. He's he's the best. And then um, I've got a one-year-old daughter named Bindi. So yeah, it's uh, 
it's really, really cool to say that I've got like a son and a daughter and they're a lot of fun. And I mean, as you know, like you're the way you are with your daughter, like I feel like I am with my kids as yeah. well. Like not, not afraid to be silly, you know, sing songs with them and play, but you know, obviously I've got to try and be somewhat responsible too. So yeah, get the toenails painted and things like that. I haven't had that yet. So yeah. that'll come though. Sure. Oh yeah, man, it'll come to you soon. <laughs> so um, again, going on, um, talking about you, talking about your kids. So obviously, with you, sort of in effect. So, so do you work for yourself? Actually, if you don't mind me asking that, you, is it do you work for yourself yeah, so, or by the guys who own the, the the gym, the court, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm self-employed. Uh, my I was a wellness coach for a um, a mental health company for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, when I did that, they they asked me to get what's called my LLC or my business license so I could pay me through that. And I was, it was all brand new to me at the time. I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to, you know, what do I call it? Like, and they're like, you should just call it like biceps by Ben or something. And I'm like, dude, like that's exactly what's wrong with personal trainers is like, it's all ego and you know, it's all about themselves. And I, I was like, okay, I'm working with people who work with um, mental health disorders and I'm going to want to carry this business license, you know, through whatever I do. And so I was looking up words um, in the dictionary. Like I liked the, de- the definitions of and breakthrough was a really one that stuck out to me. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go with breakthrough strength and conditioning. And, yeah. and so that's what my, uh, my, my business is called and uh, I'm self-employed. Yeah. So it's, it's, I never thought I'd say that ever because it always scared me to be like a small business owner, but I mean, it's doing really well, you know, um, and I'm um, getting a bit of a name for myself. So yeah, I'm proud of that. So Absolutely. it's good. Yeah. Thoroughly deserved by the looks of it as well, man. So, um, so obviously, um, with working for yourself and, and I've seen, sometimes I see your post, whether it's your, your actual post on Instagram or your, your, you know, your stories on Instagram. And I think, does this guy ever sleep? You seem to be, <laughs> You know, when I try and figure out the time difference between which I know yeah, yeah. worked out is seven hours, but you're seven hours behind us. And I see the things you put in your stores and I think it looks like it's about three in the morning at your, where you are. <laughs> and then the next minute you're posting something at six in the morning. I think, is this, how does this guy do it? Is he, does he sleep? You know, surely you need that when you've got two little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I get that question a lot, especially from the kids that I train because you know, everyone's got social media now and uh, I don't sleep that much, um, but I'm selective. You know, right. like I'm very proud to say I don't ever miss a day of working out. So I work out six days a week, might take Sundays off. Uh, and I always tell people that I'm like, take one day off at least, you know. Yeah. So Sunday is my day I take off. I spend at home with my family, um, go to church or whatever when it's in. Um, but yeah, I, I never get to work out at the same time. Um, any day at all uh, so but what I always tell people is I would rather personally sacrifice sleep and get my work out in and know that I'm at least doing that um, rather than you know when you don't get a workout in and you have that just uh, that mental frustration and you just I don't know I for me I almost feel like I'm um, a bit of a hypocrite when I'm asking these people to that are giving me the excuses of I don't have time to work out and then I'm like well if I'm to skip my workouts just because I need to get an extra hour of sleep, like what the hell kind of leader am I? You know, what example am I? So I would rather sacrifice sleep and work out at two or three in the morning and then, you know, have to get up and be at work at six, which sounds crazy and unhealthy. It does sound unhealthy, but um, I, I've managed to, to do pretty well so far, but I'd rather sacrifice that sleep and have the, you know, that workout done rather than, 
skip my workout just to get more sleep and then like have my body go to crap if that makes any sense so i'm never working out at the same time sometimes i'll work out at two in the morning sometimes it's at 11 at night sometimes i'll get lucky and do it at one o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. um when i'm working up in salt lake when because salt lake is still kind of shut down right now um yeah. for, for the gyms but uh, when my salt lake business picks back up again like i'll go up there at like four or five in the morning before i start with Maryland at six so it's just I just know I'm gonna get it in but sometimes I just don't know when it's gonna happen you know but I don't miss like I I've probably missed you know 10 workouts total in the last 10 years if I'm being 100% honest and that's including surgeries and funerals and all that so yeah. you know you can always you can always do it if you're you know if there's a there's a will there's a way right Totally, totally agree with you, man. There's always, you can always squeeze it in somewhere. This is, and, and it's the same sort of thing I'll push towards my clients, followers, mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, and even if you just get, and, and I know um, Jody's even spoken about this in the, in the past. Um, and uh, another guy I know, another CPPS coach, Andy Lavery, is about, um, you can even, if you have to, even if you have to break your workouts up into 20, 25 minutes, still, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I've done that in the past. I wasn't crazy about it at first, but there was a period where I had no choice. I did a 20, 25 minute workout and I, I trained six days a week. I tend to do three or four days a week personally. And then mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was struggling to even get that full sort of hour, if you like. So yeah. I broke it down. I, I wish I could do four days, man. Like, but my brain will not let me do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll do that conjugate kind of split of the four days, but then I'm also doing like bodybuilder type workouts as well. Yeah. Um, just, just for the, the mental aspect of it, but like to your point, um, when Bindi was born, um, she had a really, really complicated delivery and without going into it too much, but, um, I was in the hospital with her and I, I was doing band pull aparts, you know, and, and doing like just different variations of band and movements. And I had my uh, hip circle, you know, that Mark Bell band that you put around your knees. And so I'll, I'm, I was the weirdo dad at the gym that while I'm like crying and, and, and really like upset about what was going on with my daughter at the time, I'm still doing exercises just because, I mean, we talked about this up there, but the, the mental part of, I mean, we talk about this lockdown, right? Like the mental part of this lockdown, um, I think is probably more detrimental than the physical, you know, yeah. um, they're tied in obviously, but, but yeah, I mean, the mind and the body, they're so interconnected. And, and um, that's one of the things I use in my coaching to my kids. It's more about psychology after a certain point. And, um, you know, without that, like we can, like, we're just missing half the, half the gig, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think a big thing is, is making it habit as well. Like you said, you, you clearly do it yeah, days a week because you've made it habit or, you know, you didn't just all of a sudden just start doing it six days a week. Did you probably, it was probably a progressive thing. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the same, although it's not, like I said, I don't usually work out six days a week, but I need to make sure I get my three or four in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just a habit I've built, you know, and it's and, yeah. and, and the same and for, too. for everything. Even, but, you know, even on weeks then when you feel like you're not getting your workouts in and you feel like you might be a little bit skinny or whatever, like you can tell you're one of those guys, they're like, okay, that guy lifts, he takes care of himself. Even though we might not feel like it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't feel like we look the greatest. Like we take care of ourselves, it'll, it'll show. And I think with us, like if you're going to represent yourself as a trainer or a coach, you have to look the part. You know, I mean, we're not all going to look like Arnold or, you know, like, or Sean Hayes, right? We're not all going to look like Superman, but at the same time, we're going to look like we're in the grind and we're, we're, you know, getting through the workouts, you know? So, yeah, don't, I'm not saying everyone has to work out six days a week. That's just my mental illness. <laughs> like, I've got to do it. 
But um, but yeah, no, you dude, I can tell you kick your own ass. You do amazing. Yeah, I, and the good thing is, man, I enjoy it. That's that's the main thing in it. Enjoying enjoying yeah. the style of training you do, whether yeah. that be the t- style we do, CrossFit, whatever it is you do, yeah. it gives a yeah. shit as long as you enjoy it. That's it. So um, just to move on a little bit, then um, you know, I mean, we've not really spoken a great deal about this, really, which is a bit mad. But for people listening, and um, some will know this, some won't. Uh, well, uh, Ben and I are both CPPS coaches. If you, if you don't know what CPPS is, you might have missed Joe DeFranco's episode a few weeks back. And uh, Joe runs the CPPS course with James Smith, which is a course for for coaches. Well, it's not just for coaches; it's for anybody to improve. You know, your sort of just your your education around strength training and everything that comes with it. It's hands down the, the it is the course to do. But I'm digressing a bit. So Ben's done that course. I've done that course online. And um, I have recently been helping out um, Sean Hayes. Shout out to Sean at the WWE UK Performance Center. This actually came about because of Ben, because of you. Um, so obviously I know this story, Ben, but that, you know, if you could just tell people, because the, the big thing about this story is it just shows that you, you never know when you're just putting yourself out there, when you especially if you run a business, it doesn't have to, I'm not talking about fitness businesses, but any business or whatever, if you're putting yourself out there, like I feel like I do, and like my wife's always telling me that I do, she says, you're always putting yourself out there, there's no wonder people do, this kind of stuff happens to you, is because I just, I, that's what I do, I put myself in front of people, or try to, um, but yeah, tell the story about how, so Ben is responsible pretty much for me getting this gig with the, working for the WWE. Uh, no. Man, and it, come on, we'll not argue about okay, it. So for those of you who are listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm not responsible for it. I just helped open the door. That's all I did. Um, okay, so I first heard of you. Now, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong on some of the details here, but Mr. Mr. Strong Bastard, right? <laughs> so they did the SB911 challenge. Yeah. yeah. So um, Smitty and Joe, they did uh, for their DeFranco Insider, which is like a monthly service to something you're doing now, which is really cool. Um, they did this, uh, essentially this challenge, right? And uh, there's a program called Strong Bastard 911. And it basically just, you know, it's it's probably the greatest program I've ever done. I'm actually doing it again right now. I'm on uh, week three. I'm on and, uh, no, no, week four. Because I'm, I'm at the beginning of phase two. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so they did this transformation program and, you know, people send in photos and you won, right? The overall, that's yeah. correct, right? Correct. And then I believe Joe had you on his podcast that same year and yeah. that I listened to that podcast because I listened to Joe. All right. So, um, that's when I was like, Oh, okay. This sounds really cool. Then I started to follow you on Instagram and then basically you're just on my feed, right? So you're on my feed subconsciously. I'm looking at your stuff. I don't really know much about you, but then, um, I'm already CPPS certified. And then I go a second time because first of all, I'm a huge wrestling fan, right? So any excuse to get to the WWE performance center is like, I'm going right. So I contact Smitty and I'm like, Hey, even though I'm already certified, is it okay if I come in, you know, like just hang out and help you out or whatever, you know, whatever, is it okay? Can I come again? And he's like, absolutely. Come along. So thank goodness he said yes, because, um, uh, otherwise this wouldn't have happened. Right. So I, I come along, um, it's in Orlando, which is on the other side of the country from where I currently live. And, um, uh, so I'm there, you know, I'm there with a bunch 
other former super certified coaches as well, which was really cool. So we're all like hanging out, talking. And then out of nowhere, Sean, right? And I don't really have, at this time, I don't really have that much of a, um, a conversation history with Sean or Joe or Smitty, but they do have a way of making you feel like you're one of their buddies already, especially Smitty. Smitty's amazing, man. Like the first time I saw him, like you can tell when someone's BSing you and then you can tell when someone's genuine. And the first time I saw Smitty, he's like, oh, hey, man. Like, it's like, oh, there's that guy I've been waiting to see. Whether that's genuine, you know, a lot of people like be like, oh, it's just an act. Like, no, man, with Smitty, it is genuine, right? Yeah. Like he knew who I was. He came up and gave me one of the bro hugs that he teaches, right? And um, so anyways, but Sean, Joe, and Smitty are all very like just endearing. And Smitty, uh, not Smitty, sorry, um, uh, Sean came up to me out of nowhere and he's like, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, what the hell is this about? You know, surely he thinks I'm someone else. And he's like, hey, uh, you're from the UK, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, man. I'm, the I'm, accent. Not. I'm, I'm from Australia and I live in America now. It was the classic, uh, he's got a funny accent. He must be British. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I just said, oh, no, no. He's like, oh, okay. I thought you lived there. I'm like, oh, wait, what's up? Like, um, he basically just said that there was, um, uh, he, he was looking for a coach in that area to help be an extension of what he does for the WWE Performance Center in the UK, um, just because there were issues with like passports and things like that. And he was traveling so much, pardon me. And so in a way he was like, I feel like he came to approach me because he was kind of like, like, Hey, if you're from there, would you be willing to kind of help me out? Yeah. And I just said to him, I'm like, I'm not from there. Um, and in my mind, I'm thinking, damn it. <laughs> you know, I wish I was. But um, but you popped into my mind straight away. And I said to him, I'm like, um, you know, he's like, if you can think of anyone in that area that you trust and you think is a good coach, will you let me know? And I said, give me a few minutes. Because I had, I had a couple of people coming through my mind, but it was always Dan Ogden, Dan Ogden. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that guy lives you know, right where this place is. And so I literally stepped away from Sean and I opened up my Instagram and I started messaging you straight away. If, if my memory serves me right. And I basically just said like, Hey man, um, I'm at the WWE performance center. I might have a really cool opportunity from you, you know? And, um, you know, we started talking and then I think you thought I was yanking the chain yeah. because you were very nice, but at the same time, you're like, wait, what, like, what is this? You know? And then, um, but, you know, just through, just, you know, you weren't too far away, you know, you take the train to get there. Is that right? Yeah. So not too far away. Right. And so I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this would work. So I, um, I spoke to you and then once you found out, once I found out that you were down to possibly do it, I went and um, spoke to Sean and I said, Hey, this guy, you know, he's CPPS certified. He was the first Mr. Strong Bastard, you know, so, so Joe already knows who he is. So you can get like a second, recommendation from Joe um and then um I think you'd be really really great for what you're doing and then that was it and then I just you know I, I connected you guys and and you know through the months that came and just you know you know we, we talked a little bit obviously um and then just to kind of see you know your first time there and and then you know when you actually got the gig and then I've spoken to Sean about you a few times as well and and he just he's just so proud of you and how how well you've done it was just it's just turned into nice. i i helped kind of open the door and then you Massively kicked made, that yeah. son of a bitch down and then and now you've got it man and it's and um and i know we don't know each other that well you know but 
um, one of the things that I really kind of, you know, pride myself on is like, if someone is in, you know, my inner circle to some degree, like I've always got their back. And then in that CPPS group, I feel like that's pretty unanimous. Like everyone, obviously everyone would love to be in your position, but at the same time, I feel like everyone is willing to help out everyone. And I think that was just like a, like a good example of, you know, that going into fruition. Yeah. So hopefully that was easy to follow for everyone that was listening. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a good one, that man. That was good. Um, you know thanks massive uh, you know like i said i i feel i do feel like a a lot to you man so like i said if i ever make it over to utah the beers are on me (laughs) i'll tell you what i won't do that to you i'll just meet you somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) because utah is not that exciting you'll be like oh they're in the mountains okay uh let's get let's go to vegas (laughs) (laughs) and funnily enough just as things sort of started getting into motion um, yeah. and we're potentially looking at booking some dates in for me going down for, for a full week to train the uh, athletes when Sean can't come over we got put on lockdown awesome. so um, you yeah. know, it, know. It, it is what it is but you know all being well the gig will still be there for me when everything get, gets back to normal um, absolutely yeah so uh, right man so almost coming to the end now almost coming to the end so as I've, I pre-warned you and um I do ask all the all the guys I have on the uh, podcast, um, just to show everyone that regardless of you know you're 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 a husband, you're a father, you're you know a businessman, business owner, you train a bunch of kids, but something has happened to all of us that's either embarrassed us, made us look like a bit of a you know tip, as we say over here, a bit of a prat. Um, so yeah, it yeah. was with your embarrassing story, mate. Okay. Um... This is one I actually tell the kids quite a bit because um, when you have uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kids and you're having them do isometric holds and, you know, glute raises and things like that as part of their warm up, right? A lot of times there's a bit of flatulence uh, that accidentally happens. So, and, and I'm, I, I think sense of humor is huge. Like, I think that's, if your personality isn't involved, then you're not going to be a very good coach. Like, you can know everything. You can know all the techniques, but if you don't know how to communicate that and also how to lighten the mood when things get tense, then yeah. you're not going to be a very good coach. So sometimes a kid will fart at the gym, right? It happens. Um, and I'll call him out on it and be like, hey, Taylor, you farted. You know, you didn't poop yet or whatever, you know. And so I always tell the story to those kids and they think I'm gross for it, but whatever. But first time I uh, deadlifted 350, um, uh, I had taken, you know, two scoops of NO Explode, which is a really strong pre-workout at the time. The first time I deadlifted 315, um, halfway up, pooped my pants, right? Um, <laughs> nice. Then, not, not like the full dairy, right? But like, but I sharded to the point where to bail out of the rep and waddle over to the bathroom, right? Um, so, yes, that's humiliating. And I can't believe I just told that on a, uh, a Zoom call on a podcast. But... My, the moral of the story is you always have a routine. So before you work out, you, if you're doing a pre-workout drink that's got some caffeine in it or whatever, make sure you take your pre-workout crap, especially on leg day. Otherwise, it'll uh, rear its ugly head when you're, uh, you know, during the, the heat of the battle. Yeah, definitely. So, but I always tell kids that, and I guarantee I've, I've saved them from their own embarrassing stories themselves. Good effort. That's the mark of a, mark of a true coach, that, mate. <laughs> okay man so we're pretty much at the end now so um obviously i know yeah. i follow you 
on Instagram. I don't know if you're available sort of anywhere else, but if you want to let everyone know where they can catch up with what you, you're doing on social media, Instagram, wherever it is you are. Yeah. So I'm predominantly on Instagram. Um, I did do the Twitter thing for a little while, but it just, I don't know. I just, I felt stupid. I felt like I couldn't say anything smart with the 140 characters or whatever. So, um, so Instagram is mainly what I do. And so uh, my Instagram handle is at breakthrough SC. Um, and then, um, I do have a YouTube page that's got some like instructional videos and I released a program, uh, two years ago called deadlifts and dunks. So it was like a, uh, a jump training program with weights and and so it's like it was mainly geared towards basketball players wanting to improve their vertical over their summer so um so i did a youtube page for that so if you go on youtube and you type in the basketball strength guy um then you'll see my ugly face pop up and then you'll see a whole bunch of videos there so but um but yeah instagram is usually the the best place to find me so cool nice one i'm right thanks very much for your time so obviously it's very right, early over there at the moment. It's six thirty your time when we, we well when we started recording this. So no yeah. doubt your, your family will be up in a moment or very soon. Yeah, probably. So I'll, I'll That's wait okay, back to them, man. All right. All right, mate. Hey, thank you so Cheers, much ben. for the time. Thanks See again, man. Take it easy, brother. All right, peace.